Oh man! And now I just want to make the judge cast tower, which is like a troll judge's tower, where where you ask people if they want to play judge tower until you find the people that are excited about it. But it's actually just like a bunch of vanilla creatures yes. that do nothing. Bear, bear cub. There you it's go. just like yeah. It's all like it's all like <laughs> XX for X's. Like it's all <laughs> that don't do anything. <laughs> Hello and welcome to JudgeCast. This is episode 214. I am one of your hosts, Brian Prillum, and I am joined this evening by Jess Dunks. Hi, this is Jess. And Brogan King. Howdy, y'all. Hi. So this episode, this evening, we're going to be answering one of the eternal questions posed by the legendary rock band R.E.M. What's the priority, Kenneth? Uh, It's a great song. Oh my gosh, Brian. No one is going to know that reference. Oh, I don't Except know that the, reference. Except the, like, four people that do are just exploding with joy right now, and that's what makes it worth it. That is what makes it worth it, because we're going to get tweets, and they're going to be like, I understood that. They're going to be like Captain America in that Avengers movie, where it's like, I got that reference. I understood that reference. Yes. So what we're going to be talking about this evening is priority. Uh, so priority is you know, one of the important concepts, one of the fundamental concepts of in a game of magic and understanding, you know, when you can do things. So we're going to we're going to go into the ins and outs of priority. So first thing is, you know, what what is priority? Well, it's the only way we we don't just try to play magic at the same time as our opponent in that um, it is how we determine who can do what when. Yeah. So like on, in a game of, you know, if you're playing Millennial Monopoly or Monopoly for Millennials, um, then, uh, you know, you have a turn and you do actions on your turn. And when you're done with your turn, other players have their turn. Um, and that's very regimented because most of the time when you're making actions, the other people aren't taking actions. Um, but then you have a game like Munchkin where Really, everybody can do try and do something at the same time, and you just sit there and bicker and argue until someone eventually gives in and lets you go before them. Yeah, the, well, the yeah, uh, sounds in, right. In, in Munchkin, there is a rule that says that if there's a rules dispute, the uh, owner of the game gets the final say. Oh, uh, all right. Well, that uh, uh, Jess has just saved you so much time and energy you didn't know you had lost. I know. This this is this is great because I own that copy of the game and I right. guess it's it's good to be the king. So, I'm pretty sure that was just a way of getting people to buy more copies. Oh, possibly. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Possibly. So so in in magic, uh there's a you know, we have a player whose turn it is, but you know, the other player has an opportunity to do stuff. Um, and we don't want tournaments to devolve into shouting or claims as to who owns the game. And the priority system, the great thing about this is it also can, it also governs moving through the various parts of the turn. Like the priority system also helps us advance the game forward. So, um, in, in priority, there's a concept of having priority. You have priority. That means you can act. So if you have priority, what, what kind of stuff can you do when you have priority? Well, you can cast spells, activate abilities. Depends on where you are in your turn as well. Sure, yeah, sometimes you can do other stuff, and sometimes you're limited, right? Right, there's, there's, certain, there's certain types of spells that when you have priority, you can, you can always cast instants. Right. 
you can always activate abilities. The other spells, the non-instant spells, the, the sorceries, creatures, planeswalkers, artifacts, enchantments, you can cast them when you have priority with some additional restrictions. Mainly, it's your turn uh, during the main phase and the stack is empty. Those are additional restrictions on top of, uh, of uh, having priority for casting those spells. Um, so some other stuff that you can do when you have priority? You can activate mana abilities as a subset of activating abilities. And everyone's favorite, you can perform special actions. Um, we did. We definitely did an episode about special actions, right? Yeah, we have. We've done an episode on those. As a as a just a reminder, special actions include uh, playing lands, turning a fa- something face down, face up, um, and a, a bunch of other things that are less relevant. <laughs> honestly, uh, pay two for lean and arbiter. Roll the planar die. Everyone's favorite. Turning your your face down conspiracy cards face up. There's, there's one card that actually has a special action all to itself called Circling Vultures. Ah, uh, yes. It's got We've a, talked about that one before. Yes, we have. Because it's funny because it's it has its own little special action. And if you want to know what it is, uh, please look it up. Yeah, well, you could also find out by listening to our episode where we talk about it, which I'm pretty sure is uh, episode 184 on our website is called What Are Special Actions? And you could find out all about our special actions, about magic special actions in that Our episode. special actions. Our special actions. I've got That's some like special actions. wrestling finishing moves. I've been watching wrestling lately, and so now I just need to come up with my signature moves, which are now going to be called special actions. I, I'm, I'm sitting here. I've got this big, stupid grin on my face that you're watching, that you're watching I, wrestling. I'm just... Imagining the announcers like gearing up for it when they know it's kind of like, oh, Brogan has priority. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's getting ready to perform the special actions. <laughs> now I, oh, I am special I'm, action I'm, off the top turnbuckle. <laughs> I am loving wrestling, but this is not a show about wrestling. Yeah. Just oh, when, if anyone to wants to talk to me about wrestling, I will happily do that. Just when you thought Brogan didn't have priority, she pulled the ladder out from under the ring. <laughs> but when, when did I get that priority? Like, when did I get it? Uh, uh, when you knocked out the announcer or when you knocked out the ref and they couldn't see what you were doing. Okay, but what part of my turn is that? Oh, ah, all right. So when do players, <laughs> when do players knock out the referee? No, when do players get priority is the beginning of every step in the turn. So the the turn is made up of a series of steps. Uh, untap, upkeep, draw. It's those those steps that you kind of recite to yourself when you're when you're first learning. At the beginning of every step, except untap, and sometimes cleanup. Uh, the um, uh, after turn based actions, which hey, we have an episode on turn based actions too, and any triggers get put on the stack. Active player gets priority. So, for example, if this is your upkeep and you have a trigger that says at the beginning of your upkeep, sacrifice a creature or something bad happens to you, um, that before you receive priority, before you can act, that trigger is going to be put on the stack. doesn't resolve yet, but it gets put on the stack and now you have priority. Now you can you can do stuff. Uh, during your upkeep. How do we determine who the active player is? 
the active player is whoever's turn it is. Mm-hmm. Easy. So that's really weird terminology if you're not used to it, because the player that we refer to as the non-active player can still do stuff, uh, even though they're non-active. They they actually are participating in the game. Uh, one one thing that's that's neat about active player, non-active player, for people who are taking uh, judge tests, you know, if you're studying for the level one test or something like that, um, when they ask questions, the active player, the player whose turn it is, their name always starts with an A. Abe, Alice, Abracadabra, you know, whatever. And the non-active player always starts with an N. You know, Ned, Nancy, Nebuchadnezzar, Neanderthal, Nyarlothotep, you know. <laughs> you know, standard names. Yeah, you know, you know, the usual. Um, so that's that's a, a good thing to help you remember, like, who's, whose turn it is in, when you're taking one of those tests. Um, but uh, so it's during during my upkeep. The trigger goes on the stack. I've got I've got priority. Um, now I could do something. I could cast a spell. Let's say uh, I'm, you know, I, I want to, uh, before I sacri- I have to sacrifice a creature, um, and it's, you know, a creature that I can tap to do a point of damage. It's a prodigal sorcerer or something more recent um, that I can tap to do a point of <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, so some other thing that is newer than that. Yes, yeah, some other thing that's, that's not 25 years old. Um <laughs> And I'm going to have to sacrifice that creature, so it has an activated ability, so I want to uh, activate it. Okay, I can I can do that. Um, now, once I activate that ability, what happens? Uh, it goes... You, you get priority again. Right. It go, it, well, it goes on the stack. Um, right. And then, per the rules, the, the comprehensive rules, I get priority again. That's not generally how this works in a tournament, because we have a tournament shortcut for that, that says if you add something to the stack, you are assumed to be passing priority unless you explicitly state that you are, are retaining priority. And we can, we can talk about all of those later, but I think that it's worth explaining that now. So per, per the rules, when you add something to the stack, you get priority back. Um, however... It, it's sort of, it's sort you, of you, have, you haven't ever given it up. You don't get priority back. You just still have it. So it's it's kind of one of these things like if we follow the rules, like in a normal game, I tap a mountain uh, for red mana and I go lightning bolt you. OK, and Brogan's got a counter spell. If we play by the, the, the strict rules of the game, I then have to say after I go lightning bolt you, I have to say I pass priority and then Brogan can go. Okay, counterspell. And now and and then I have to say okay, pass priority. And and then and then the counterspell can result. Like playing a technically correct game of magic in in terms of priority passes is actually pretty miserable. It's it's the same reason whenever the old chess clock argument comes up, it it's it's that the the the, the for context, there's always been this argument of of having chess clocks for for magic tournaments and to make sure everyone gets a fair amount of time. But if I, if every pass of the chess clock is, is a pass of priority, it would make playing a game of magic completely miserable. So yeah, there, there are, there are things that exist within the rules that are, are not viable for 
a, a normal game of magic. In in addition to um, uh, the the discussion that we were just having was we were adding things to the stack. So I wanted to add lightning bolt to the stack. Brogan wanted to add counter spell to the stack. Well, what's going to happen is um, when both players pass priority, um, meaning I so I've put lightning bolt on the stack, given priority to Brogan. Brogan has put a counter spell on the stack, okay, and then pass priority to me. Now, if I have no action, okay, she just passed priority to me. If I have no action and pass priority back, the topmost object of the stack, which is the counter spell, resolves. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. I want, I want to add one thing to that real quickly, which is that if you have more than two players in the game, you go you go through all the players in turn order to get to this point. Uh, so it, instead of being app nap order, it's app nap 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 the rapper the rapper. Um. <laughs> but yeah, that that does rotate back around in turn order, starting with yeah. the person whose turn it currently is. So so once that topmost object resolves, active player gets priority again and be and can begin adding new things to the stack. So. Um, so Brogan Brogan casts uh, counterspell. Uh, she passes uh, passes to me. I pass back. Counterspell resolves. Lightning bolt is removed from the stack. I have priority again as active player and can begin adding more things. The there is an exception to this though, which is mana abilities. Uh, because it's a special action, if I if I have priority, I can tap a tap a land for. Uh, for mana ability that since that effect kind of resolves right away uh it doesn't use the it doesn't use the stack i still have priority so i can actually you know tap another mountain tap another mountain tap another mountain if it didn't work this way it'd be this weird thing where i tap a mountain and then the other person would actually and have to pass priority in order for it I to have resolve to pass back <laughs> right um so that's that's kind of the way that works so both players pass priority. Topmost object of the the stack resolves. Uh, active player gets priority and then can add items. Um, if all the players and this this goes to uh, just talking about the multiplayer multiplayer game. If all players pass priority while nothing's on the stack. Okay. Normally we said if they pass priority, the topmost object on the stack resolves. Well, what if there's no objects on the stack? If all players pass priority and nothing's on the stack, the game advances to the next step or phase. So the game kind of automatically has this this method to advance is, is, you know, do you have anything to do in upkeep? No. Okay, we're in the draw step. You got anything to do in the draw step? No. Now we're in uh, main phase one. And it just keeps going and going that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, uh. Here's a here's a uh, an example from a, a priority standpoint that's a little maybe a little bit more complicated than uh, uh, the the lightning bolt and counterspell example. So Abe casts uh, or Abe rather controls a, a Merfolk Mistbinder. Okay, um, that is the uh, the Merfolk the two two Merfolk that says other Merfolk you control get plus one plus one. So it's a two two. So well, they say it's the Merfolk that says that. Like, there's only one. Like, there are like seven that say that. <laughs> yeah, well, it's the it's the green one. <laughs> it's the blue green one. 
right? So, uh, so Abe, Abe controls a Merfolk Mistbinder. Says, uh, other Merfolk you control. It's a 2 2. Other Merfolk you control get plus one, plus one. On Abe's main phase, uh, he casts another Merfolk Mistbinder. Okay. Um, when this resolves, okay, uh, each of the Mer- Merfolk Mistbinders are going to pump the other one up. So they're going to become, they're both going to be three threes. Well, Nancy, uh, has a shock in her hand. Okay. So she doesn't want to, uh, let that thing resolve. So what's going to happen is Abe's going to cast, you know, cast the Merfolk Mistbinder. Um, while the Merfolk Mistbinder is on the stack, Nancy's going to get priority. Uh, she's going to target the Mistbinder, uh, uh, on the battlefield. Then what's going, so, so, Abe casts the spell, passes priority to implicitly passes priority to Nancy. Nancy takes takes priority, casts shock. Abe does not have any responses, so the topmost object of the stack, which is the shock, it's going to resolve. Then what's going to happen is uh, the game is going to look for state based actions. So we have a creature that has two power with two damage marked on it. That creature is going to be leave the battlefield. Um, then there's a, a uh, an opportunity for players to do stuff again, um, and no one's going to do anything. So the Merfolk Mistbinder is going to the Merfolk Mistbinder that's on the stack is going to resolve, and now it's on the stack, and Abe has priority. At the the moment when you said, the, and then there's another chance for players to do things. By that specifically, it is another cycle of priority. Yes. Now Im- right. implicitly, that that was a lot of back and forth. There's, there's yeah. priority is one of the things that really gets shortcut, and the way this example is going to physically play out most times is Abe's going to cast a, uh, a misbinder, Nancy's going to say shock that misbinder on the battlefield, and Abe's going to put the first misbinder on the battlefield and pick the second one up, or might even just take that misbinder that's in his hand and just put it in and the just graveyard, put it in the graveyard, and say that's the one you killed, like so, so. Tech, the technically precise exchanges and what the players actually do aren't necessarily the same thing, but she should get the same result. Yeah, there's the, the way an actual game of Magic is played. There's you do not see the vast, vast majority of all the priority passes that happen. Yeah, you don't see them. You don't talk about them. Players just assume. Often they'll just skip large chunks of of priority passes entirely just mm-hmm. go straight through the old land go <laughs> yep uh, um so that is pretty much the baseline of of priority and mm-hmm. how it works and do, do we want to briefly mention there's something that goes along with priority that we we uh haven't talked about yet and that's uh state-based actions uh and triggered abilities mm-hmm. um so we we have episodes on uh, state based actions, and I think we have well, yeah. we've at least covered triggered abilities. I don't know if we have yeah. a whole episode on it. or We not, do the wonderful thing about triggers. The wonderful thing about triggers. That's right. Yes. Uh, I like that that that's a thing that is just <laughs> cemented into your brain. But continue. Uh, uh, so the wonderful thing about triggers talks about triggers, and and then we have another episode uh, that talks about uh, state based action sanitation workers. I think. Anyway, uh, yeah, um, we've had two episodes on it. Okay, so anyway, the point is, when a player would receive priority, uh, 
if there are any state-based actions that need to be performed. So in your shock example, uh, uh, when the Mistbinder is going to die, before a player gets priority after the Mistbinder dies, the Mistbinder dies. It has to die before a player can get priority, and that's a state-based action. Uh, there are lots of other state-based actions, like a player loses the game, a planeswalker goes to the battlefield because it has no loyalty, and so on and so forth. Um, before the game can give a player priority, any time it gives a player priority, it checks first to see if there's a state-based action that needs to, performed, needs to be performed. And if there is not a state-based action that needs to be performed, then it checks to see if there are any triggered abilities that need to be put on the stack. Uh, and then if there are any of these things that have occurred, we loop through it again and we start back over and we do this until neither of these things needs to be done. Not, no state-based actions need to be performed and no triggered abilities need to be put on the stack and then a player can get priority. So all this stuff you're talking about with all these different steps of going through and giving players priority, the game's actually checking this other stuff too every time a player gets priority. So mechanically... There's so much going on that we just skip through for ease purposes that are in the, the nitty gritty depths of the rules uh, that really you only need to deal with once or twice a turn at most. Uh, well, I right. shouldn't say at most, but usually. Uh, and But it just happens all the time. Um, it's so uh, the, the game is sort of cleaning up before it lets not, – not the cleanup uh, step – I mean, but the, it's, it's the game's way of sort of accounting for what's going on before mm-hmm. it, anyone has an opportunity to to interact with exactly. it. Exactly. Yes, and it's, you know, it's very complex in uh, in a an academic sense, but when you start putting examples together and you start taking cards and putting them down and going, okay, well, how does this actually interact? It's usually very self-explanatory. Most of the time it works exactly the way you'd expect it to. It's just all these different steps are things we don't think about when we play magic, right? I, I don't say I'm going to lightning yep. bolt your creature. And if, assuming you let that resolve, the state-based action is going to put it into the graveyard. And then, <laughs> and then the triggered ability from this other creatures, you know, whenever something dies is going to go on the stack. And then, then you will receive priority. Would you like to do anything at that point? Um, nobody plays magic like that. I kind of want to now though. I was going to say, this is, this is, I was literally about to say, now Jess is going to go play magic like that. Yeah. One, one thing, one thing I did want to comment on, we said nobody plays this way. I, (laughs) I have a feeling that we're going to get, um, some tweets or Facebook posts where someone's going to talk about Judge's Tower. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Some people play the game like that. So, uh, Judge's Tower. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Tell, Hmm. tell us about Judge's Tower because I, this is probably the only time I'm going to admit that that actually exists. Okay, so Judge's Tower. Uh, there are variants of Judge's Tower that have different rules here and there, but the gist of Judge's Tower is that you've got a deck that is full of cards that tend toward complex interactions. When it is your turn, you have to do everything that you can do at the earliest available opportunity, and you you have to announce... You know, every step and, and everything you're doing perfectly. And the point of the game isn't that you win by attacking your opponent. The point of the game is that the other people lose by not correctly using the rules of magic and tournament policy to do every little nitpicky thing. Yep, I, that's it. That, that's the game. Uh, that's the game of Judge Tower. There, there is a version of magic where you actually play magic like this. Um, some people enjoy it. 
I I don't mean to I know I sound a little bit negative about it. I don't mean to knock a thing that people enjoy. Uh I mean I do with Commander, so I guess I can do it with Judge Tower. Um <laughs> I don't think it's fun. Um but some people do. And for some people it's also a learning tool. They learn about the rules of magic that way. Uh and that's also fine. Uh so so there that there is there is good point, Brian. There is a version of magic where you do that. Yes, and and so now that we've had our aside where we've acknowledged that Judge Tower exists, uh, let's let's stick it back in his deep dark hole and and never acknowledge right. it again. Uh, yeah, le- if you have questions about it, ask someone who's not us. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. And now I just want to make the Judge Cast Tower, which is like a troll judge's tower, where where you ask people if they want to play Judge Tower until you find the people that are excited about it, but it's actually just like a bunch of vanilla creatures. Yes, that do nothing. Bear, bear cub. There you it's go. just like yeah. It's all like it's all like <laughs> XX for X's. Like it's all <laughs> that don't do anything. <laughs> right. And and so you have you have to win via combat. Like, yes. Just really simple things like <laughs> like our version of Judges Tower is just is just bears and bolts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorcerers just people. just good old mid range Magic the Gathering. Right. It's like oh. You've got a, a three three flyer. Oh, that's awesome! All right, what else do we want to say? I'm I'm passing priority on on this conversation to what else do we want to talk about? Priority. Well, that's that's kind of most of the the rules uh, in in the comprehensive rules for priority. But there's actually a lot of rules dealing with priority in the Magic tournament rules, which. As we know, the rules in the Magic Tournament rules supersedes the rules in the Comprehensive rules. And there is a rule in the Comprehensive rules that lets the Tournament rules <laughs> supersede it, which mm-hmm. is great. There's a rule in the Comprehensive rules that says the Tournament rules can supersede the Comprehensive rules, which just means that really the Comprehensive rules still supersedes the Tournament rules by because it's the authority that gives the Tournament rules the ability to do that. Be- because it's telling it that it can. Right. There is in the tournament rules in our our favorite uh our our favorite section 4.2 tournament shortcuts there are four uh tournament shortcuts that explicitly deal with priority um there's one that says if the active player passes priority with an empty stack during the first main phase the non-active player is assumed to be acting in the beginning of combat unless they're affecting whether a beginning of combat ability triggers. Oh, this 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 shortcut's so hard to 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 get through. Uh, well, we we talked about it a while we ago. Did, so we did. then, after those actions yeah. resolve or no actions take place, the active player receives priority at the beginning of combat. The beginning of combat abilities trigger at the announced time. This this whole mess. <laughs> you just stumbled through the end of that. Like, right. I don't, I don't forward reading this. I don't this. even want to read this anymore. Okay. I just wanted to get to the, the, the meat of what it is. This is called the combat shortcut. The com- what the combat shortcut does is it lets you say it, it, it manages when I say combat, uh, and I, I destroy one of your creatures. When am I acting? Am I acting during the uh, beginning of combat step, or am I acting in your the main phase? Um, and then if I say combat and you say sure, can I then crew my vehicle? Can I activate my creature land and then swing with that? That's what this this shortcut is. Um, 
And the answer to, to that question is yes. Yes, you can. You can activate. That is a change from this time a year ago that I can say combat. You go, OK. And I say, crew my vehicle, you know, swing, get in there. But it's still also the, the wording is kind of weird to to protect you so that if you have a uh, a creature that triggers at the beginning of combat, you know, when I go combat and I go, OK, kill your kill your guy that uh, that I, I'm doing that during the main phase. I can do that during the main phase before that beginning of combat trigger would happen. All right. Despite despite not wanting to read the whole thing, I think you got through it. OK, cool. What's the next one? Well, the next one is if the active player passes priority with an empty stack during their second main phase or uses a phrase such as go or your turn at any time, the non-active player is assumed to be acting in the end step unless they are affecting how or whether an end of turn ability triggers end of turn triggered abilities that do not target resolve after the non-active player passes priority. So basically it's if I, if we're, we're in the second main phase or somewhere else in the turn and someone says go and I am the non-active player and I do something, I, it is assumed, but before it's my turn, it's assumed that I am doing it in the end step. So, so we can't just have an, we can't have an issue where you're like, Oh no, no, you do your thing. Oh, it's my second main phase. Now I can do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. And, and there's some weird, there's some weird phrasing in the, at at the end of that where it says like end of turn triggered abilities that do not target resolve after the non-active player passes priority. This is to this is our you know combat shortcuts and go shortcuts interacted a little weirdly with the miss trigger policy because the miss trigger yeah. policy is if you don't if you don't say anything you know. Did they did they miss their trigger or they just haven't announced it yet? You know, because you don't have to actually, you know, announce it until it would have a visible effect. So if I have a end of turn trigger and I say go, did I? Is it late? Is it too late? Is it too did late? I miss did my I miss end it? of turn if thing? You, if you start untapping, can I go like, whoa, 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 I have my end of turn trigger. So that's that's what that exception in there is to handle. So I it say it depends go. on the kind of trigger, doesn't it? If the trigger uh, requires targets or whatnot, I may have missed it. Right. Yeah, there's a right. there's a um, piece of it that says end of turn, uh, that says that do not target. Oh, yeah, so yeah. So that yeah. is part of it. So uh, th- th- this used to come up a lot uh, in conversation anyway, with a card called Sig River Cutthroat, uh, which oh. is an older card that uh, says if you're... Hybrid. What? Yeah, it's a blue-black hybrid it's card. Yeah. At the end of your uh, turn... If an opponent lost three or more life this turn, draw a card. And if you said go and your opponent just started to untap, you could be like, I'm going to draw my card for, for Sig. Uh, and you haven't missed your trigger. Yep. So so this these, these triggers, both the combat trigger and the – or sorry, the combat shortcut and the go shortcut both have in it wording that uh, allows – triggers that that triggered either at the beginning of combat or at the beginning of the end step to to still happen even though you said those words uh the exception here being in the for go is is triggers that have a a target all right basically we're just not trying to punish somebody for trying to be efficient about passing the yeah. turn 100 percent. the next the next one's kind of we, we talked about it a little bit er, we talked about it earlier um, this is whenever a player adds an object to the stack, they are assumed to be passing priority unless they explicitly announce they intend to retain it. 
So this is um, if I if I um, want to per the rules, if I copy it, if I cast a spell, and then I want to use what is it expansion um, from expansion explosion. Uh, expansion is an instance that's copy target instant or sorcery with converted mana cost four or less. So I go to B- lightning bolt Brogan per the rules of the game. I say lightning bolt. I get priority back. I can cast expansion. Okay. Per the tournament short. And I'm still allowed to do that, but per the tournament shortcut, I actually have to explicitly announce that I am retaining priority. So I have to say lightning bolt holding priority expansion copying it if i go lightning bolt and look at brogan and she goes okay it resolves then lightning bolt's going to resolve i can't cast expansion at that particular point in time it's it's gone because we don't want magic to just be a game of chicken right yeah yeah so so i can still do that i can still play my spell and copy it i just have to be explicit so i can't lightning bolt and then implicitly pass priority to Brogan. And then she says, okay, so she's explicitly passed it. Well, the topmost object on the stack is going to resolve. Can't cast expansion. I have to I have to explicitly retain retain that priority. So if you're going to do something like that, you know, think ahead and and be clear on what you're doing. Yeah. And we got one more. Bring us home. All right. Uh if a player adds a group of objects to the stack without explicitly retaining priority, they are assumed to be adding them to the stack individually and allowing each to resolve before adding the next. If another player wishes to take action at a point in the middle of this sequence, the actions should be reversed to that point. Uh, and I have, I have a great example for why this exists. Uh, if you have a shade, shades are creatures in magic that usually have the, like, pay some amount of black mana and get plus one plus one ability. Uh, if I say I'm going to tap six swamps for my Nantuko shade to give it plus six plus six and there the shortcut didn't exist, it would kind of be assumed that I was adding them all to the stack at the same time. And then my opponent would just go, okay, well, I'll respond to all of that by, by shocking your Nantuko Huskin and it would be dead and I'd be sad. Actually, Nantuko, has, right. Nantuko Huskin is a different card than the one I just mentioned, but you understand what I'm saying. The situation we have because of the shortcut is that when I say that, what I'm really doing is tapping a swamp. Uh, well, technically I tapped all the swamps, but I'm paying one black mana, activating the ability, letting it resolve, paying one black mana, activating the ability, letting it resolve, so on and so forth. Uh, and if you would like to respond at some point in all of that, you may respond by uh, stopping me and we'll back up to that point and, and you can respond by lightning bolting it at some point. And it basically, it prevents you from taking advantage of me trying to play quickly. Yeah. So, so Jess says activate this five times. I can be like, uh, huh. In response, do this. You've wasted all of your mana. No, I have to say when I want to interrupt it, if I'm trying to interrupt it. Uh, so, so that also that also holds because I'm uh, adding a group of objects to the stack. If I tap three mountains and drop three lightning bolts on the table, yes, same, same deal. That's the exact same thing. I have what I have what I've done is I have cast a light. I'm casting a lightning bolt, <clears throat> going to let it resolve. Casting a lightning bolt, going to let it resolve. Casting a light bolt, going to let it resolve. And the opponent can actually respond uh, respond to each of those. Now you can say, you know. 
casting all three of these at once or something like that. And you're casting you, – that's your explicitly retaining priority and cast, cast, cast. Yeah. Well, sometimes it's obvious as well what you're trying to do. So, for example, with a card like Reverberate or Fork or Twin Cast that copies a spell, uh, you have to retain priority in order for it to have a target to copy something. So if I drop a Lightning Bolt and a Reverberate on the table, it's obvious what's going on. I don't have to say it. That's the only way it can work. Right, exactly. Don't let players scum their opponents by saying something like, he didn't explicitly retain priority. That means the lightning bolt resolves and he can't cast reverberate. Don't do that. Right. That's not how that works. It's obvious what they're trying to do. Let them do it. And the, the reason it says that the actions, if, if somebody wishes to take an action at the point in the middle, the action should be reversed. That is to avoid if somebody just slaps three lightning bolts down on the table and the opponent can't just say, oh, no, you're I want to do something after the first one. And now you're locked into playing the other yes. two. Those are the shortcuts that that have to do with the important stuff about priority. Was there anything that we wanted to talk about about priority that we haven't hit already? Uh, in Two-Headed Giant? Uh, teams have shared priority. Yeah, they have the shared team turns option. So yeah, yeah. Players have so priority at the same time. So we have priority at the same time, and then we get to decide which one of us is going to act with that priority. Um, that's uh, that's about it. I'm really glad that we're doing this episode because I'm thinking about how many episodes would just completely not make sense if you have no basis for 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 what priority is. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, it'll, it is useful. And I wish we could just tack this episode on to a multitude of other episodes. Uh, it turns out that we can actually, if you go to our website, <laughs> uh, if you go to our website, judgecast.com, there's a section there uh, at the very top of the page uh, that says, learn to judge is a link. And if you click that button, uh, you'll get to a series of episodes, including this one. Uh, that have all kinds of different stuff that's useful if you're learning to become a judge or if you're a level one that's trying to, to make your knowledge more in-depth or really any level judge that's trying to make your knowledge more in-depth. Uh, and most recently, we had our Types of Information and Magic episode added there and a Two-Headed Giant-specific episode added there. That page has episodes on layers, on how to run FNM, on what kind of penalties exist in the IPG, our special actions episode that we mentioned earlier is there. So thank you for plugging that, Brogan. Uh, I think you set me up for that on purpose. Yes, but uh, totally intentional. Yeah, it, it kind of, it kind <laughs> of was, but kind of wasn't. So I'll take it. Uh, so, so we have that's a whole huge great section uh, to check out. You can also just find our whole archive if you have something specific you're looking for at DutchCast.com. You can find our whole archive. You can try and find something you're looking for. Also, you can find us on iTunes or sorry, Apple Podcasts now. And uh, uh, Spotify, we are on Spotify now, so you can check us out oh, there. Yeah. Yep. Um, and if we're not on a, a platform where you get your podcasts, send us an email. Let us know. Judgecast at gmail.com. You can send us a tweet on Twitter at Judgecast, or you can just send us a message uh, or a post on Facebook at facebook.com slash Judgecast. If we don't have anything else to talk about, I just want to thank everybody for listening to episode number 213. Uh, sorry, 214. 213 was the last time. Uh, <laughs> and I uh, thank both of my hosts for being here as always. You guys are awesome. And I just want to say that I'm Jess Dunks and I keep it fair. I'm Brogan King and I keep it fun. I'm Brian Prillman and that's me in the corner. That's me in the spotlight holding my priority. Brian. Yes. <laughs> Good. 
Um, I think technically all tournament shortcuts deal with priority. Uh, like, like shortcuts are about passing priority. I guess by definition. Well, no. Uh, um, uh-huh. hmm. Brian. If a, if a player casts a spell or activates an ability with X in its mana cost without specifying the value of X is assumed for all mana currently. It's just, X is assumed to be all mana currently available in their pool. Guess that's not super priority related, huh? No. But well, that's fair. That's fair. You only have to <laughs> okay. pass priority once to make that shortcut work. If you forgot to scry, or like if you don't uh, announce it anyway, we're never. Hmm. What's that? Eh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. We're gonna set our differences aside and uh, move on. <laughs> I for to get to get b- behind the music here. Jess's camera is on, and he's just over there, just just with this look on his face, like. What's I that? have thoughts. The the I believe the word you're looking for is smug. It's I didn't want to say smug because it was smug. mean. Yeah, smug. well, that's that's why is it why is it mean to say Jess is smug because that's mean to say to your friends. No, 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 no. why is he smug? Oh, I, I was going to argue with you, and I've decided not to. So instead, I'm just sitting here feeling superior. 